Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith, here with Saul Bookman, Jaren Day, and Espo's back, everybody! Hooray! I'm back! (laughs) I had the worst double team ever. I had flu and COVID at the same time. I understand why Devin Booker hates double teams now. That shit sucked. <laughs> I mean, it was the worst five days I think I've ever had uh, in terms of, of illness. But I really hope I perform better than uh, than Game 7 Suns level. But I'm only at 70% right now. I'm just being honest with you guys. So. Yeah, well, the bar is pretty low, so. I know. I, I listened <laughs> I to last week's you. shows. <laughs> Sorry if that was too soon. Didn't mean to do that. <laughs> but don't apologize. Gonna... Don't apologize for roasting Espo ever, Lindsay. Ever. <laughs> well, I feel like it was more of a roast on the Suns than it was on Espo, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. We got a jam-packed show for you guys today. So much happened this week, this week, this morning. So let's go ahead and get on into it. More DeAndre in trade rumors have hit the socials in the latest Mark Stein. Newsletter, we got a few tidbits on John <coughs> Collins and Clint Capella. Joel, do you want to kind of break this one down for us? Yeah, so I mean, it, it's pretty simple. Obviously, the Hawks have been a pretty consistent uh, suitor for DeAndre Ayton that's come up in trade rumors. And uh, Mark Stein basically went through that John Collins is a guy that the Hawks are probably going to trade if they're going to trade anybody. Um, so Stein mentioned that he's been apprised that general manager James Jones has been high on Collins in the past. Um, so the financials on that would be a little more difficult because uh, John Collins, I think, makes twenty three and a half million. Clint Capella only makes about eighteen point five. So they'd have to, uh, you know, tweak the the parameters of the trade a little bit. But uh, he also mentioned that you know Clint Capella is a Trey Young guy. So if they are going to do a sign and trade, Capella is not untouchable, but they would have to be certain that they are getting better with this trade, especially at the center spot. I think in both of the cases, if you're talking about Aiton or Rudy Gobert, they are getting better, but he did feel the need to bring that up. So just a few Hawks tidbits um, to build on what we've already been speculating over the last few weeks. Here's also a little tidbit. Trey Young and DeAndre Aiton are quite fond of each other as well. So Mm -hmm. there is that nugget. Right. And they'd be getting better. So it's it's worth pointing that out. I highly recommend Mark Stein's newsletter, by the way, too. He has mm-hmm. always has some great tidbits in there about the Suns and uh, was talking with him the other other week. And, and he's complimentary of everything going on here, too. So check out his newsletter for sure. But I I don't know how I feel about John Collins, a guy that had very similar issues as D.A., uh, did with with Atlanta and and got his money, but now they may move off it off of him. He fits that four spot for you. Doesn't doesn't necessarily set isn't necessarily a center, right? Mm-hmm. So you're still looking to to answer your center problem unless you play him as a, a small uh, five. I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a name. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's slightly better than capella in my mind uh, it's one of the better names we've heard but still you're getting pennies on the dollar when you're dealing da in that situation and the bigger question too is like if you're the Suns, do you really want to give deandre Ayton over to trey young and the hawks like i don't know i feel like that's that would put a bad taste in my mouth if that was the trade if you're well, gonna trade da you gotta send them out east because you yeah. definitely don't want to keep him in the West just in case he does find it. Because if he finds it, he's destroying you for the next 10 years, and that's going to suck. So you might as well keep him in the East um, at all. Yeah, I mean, I get that part too, but it just, I don't know. Something about it just doesn't doesn't sit right with me. It, it is ironic because he would be really good with Trey Young, and the reason for that is Trey Young is really good in the pick and roll, which is where we've been talking about DeAndre Ayton is best. Um, which is why he's a good fit still here in Phoenix. I mean, John Collins is definitely a name. 
Um, and he'd be a fun pick and roll partner with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. But like, like Espo said, he's not plugging up your five spot. And he is also, you know, if you play him as a small ball five, your defense is in big trouble because he's not that guy. He's an above the rim finisher on offense, but he's not a great defensive player. I, I just, I would honestly rather have, if you're going to trade him, sign and trade him to the Hawks, I'd rather have Capella and Bogdanovich than, you know, uh, Collins and whatever other piece you're going to have to attach to make that work financially. Like, yeah, I mean, I, it certainly makes more sense basketball wise because you plug, uh, you know, you plug a hole that you're making by getting rid of DA, but you also plug the hole of needing an additional scorer off the bench, like we've talked about. That deal makes a lot more sense to me than than some John Collins iteration on this. But again, if James Jones likes him more than a Clint Capella, then mm-hmm. then they'll lean that way. That we don't we have no clue though. Uh, we we hear. He used to, he may in the past, he's felt uh, a <laughs> certain proclivity towards uh, towards Collins. Okay, but where do we sit right now? And nobody seems to know that. Yeah, because I feel like you could always come to terms with that if, if you genuinely, genuinely feel like the move makes you better and one step closer to winning a championship. Like, I think these guys are competitors, like the most insane competitors so if it came down to well this is my guy but this is going to win me a championship they're going to pick championship 10 out of 10 times let's be honest so i will i will just say i would rather pay da around 30 million a year than pay john collins you know 24 25 million a year it just from a team building perspective and what makes this team good on both ends da is a much better fit and if he's not the fit long term re-signing him you could still trade him later down the road so i would i would not be a fan of this type of sign and trade honestly again we've we've gone through so many scenarios and different trade you know proposals and there is <laughs> one that knocks anybody's socks off to be honest with you I, I think some people if they truly have a distaste and a dislike for da they'll take anything but i think at the end of the day when that trigger is actually pulled i think there's going to be a lot of people that you're never going to win with you. You They hate DA, get rid of him at all costs. I'd cut him if I, if I could. And then the minute they trade him for, let's just say Clint Capella or, or John Collins, they'll turn around and be like, Oh, James Jones is the worst. Why would you ever do that deal? You didn't get anything in return. Like some people are just genuinely never, ever going to be happy. And I think this is one of those scenarios where either whatever you do with DA, half of the base is going to be upset. Half of them are going to be happy. It's just it's it's almost a lose lose situation. So you, at the end of the day, you have to do what is right for your organization. And if you and if again, I think this is where James Jones to us. I still feel like we don't really have a good read on him quite yet. I feel like nobody can really predict what he's going to do. And I have no idea. I have no idea based on anything, you know, and he's shown that he likes, he has a propensity for, you know, older small forwards coming out of the draft. Right. But then he likes the older guys coming out of the draft. Right. Jalen Smith was an older guy. Cam Johnson was an older guy. Right. But then Mikhail Bridges was an older guy. Like, but then you go to free agency and trades and you're like, I have no idea. I really have no idea where, where he really sits when it comes to Deandre Aiden. That's kind of, Part of the intrigue of all this, to be honest with you, is because I don't think anybody knows. And if they think they, if they say they think they know, they're just thinking. It's a complete opinion because I genuinely don't feel like anybody has any idea. Look, if Collins is the move and you plug the center position with a JaVale McGee or a JaVale McGee type, the Atlanta Hawks will finish, uh, make it further in the playoffs than the Phoenix Suns do next year. Take to the million percent. A million percent. You can't. You can't plug you can't plug DA with JaVel McGee. You can't plug DA with with Bismack Biombo. And so I know people are like, oh, well, look at his per 36 average. Get the hell out of here. He played 10 to 15 minutes a game. That's not the same thing. Yeah. That's not a reliable core piece that you're trying to replace. Like, bro, like we're talking about the second best player on the Suns when they went to the finals. Like, legitimately. From the beginning of the playoffs to the end, he was the second best player. Now, Chris mm-hmm. Paul, Chris Paul, when playing, when playing, Chris Paul was the number two. Mm-hmm. But when he, but he didn't play for a portion of the Clippers series. He was hurt for most of the Lakers series. So when you take the whole picture, I would say DeAndre was the second most valuable piece of that team outside of Devin Booker. And people yeah. like forget about that a year later because they got bounced in the, in the in that series. And I just 
listen, you, you, you got to be able to take the whole picture of what DeAndre Ayton is. Clearly, clearly, if you want to bag on DA because he didn't dominate the, against the Mavericks, okay, that's fine. But you also got to give him credit for being dominant in the playoffs just the year before. Like, you can't have it both ways and just bag him for everything. Like, it's a 50-50 split, and I acknowledge that. You know what I love is those people that talk about the JaVale McGee per 36 don't mention the 48 fouls in a per 36 <laughs> that he has. You know, like yeah. he has a proclivity to foul a lot in those 10 to 15 minutes he is playing. So you expand that out. That ain't good. So, yeah. And I mean, like, look, if they're starting JaVale McGee at center, their offseason went horribly, horribly wrong. That's not going to happen. Like, if they do trade DA for a, a non center based package, they're going to use their mid-level on a starting caliber center however they can. It's not going to be JaVale. That would be really, really bad. Um, but, yeah, th- this trade doesn't really do much for me, and we keep coming back to this point. But, like, you look at all the options that are out there, the best one is still sitting right here. It's just a question of whether they are going to mend those bridges or not. Well, go ahead. Fingers, I was just saying fingers oh. crossed. I will say there is one thing out there. And before I get to that, I think now's a good time. Just go ahead and open up the fridge. Yeah. Oh, Oh, he's got the That is the tidiest fridge ever. (laughs) We're going to take a a little ride on the magic school bus right here. The joy bus. I got the little wow. The stupid ass logos in the way right there. But yeah, I got the little wow we today. Where did you you get a single beer fridge? (laughs) Actually, a six can fridge. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Six cans. I loaded that shit up. Perfect for holding your Four Peaks beers in, right? You know what I mean? Hey, Four Peaks is is the, the, the best there is out there in the beer market, especially here in Arizona. But if the Suns want to reach their peak in the off season, see what I did there, Gerald? Hey, oh. They have to go with the one, the only. Kevin Durant, let's take a ride. Let's go on KD's big adventure right now. Shane, hello. There you go. There you go. I'm ready for this. Listen, uh, KD is a huge photographer. I don't know if you guys know that he has a passion for photography. And listen, this is my recruiting pitch to KD. And every single day until the day Kevin Durant is in a son's uniform, I'm going to continue to pitch why he should try to force his way out of Brooklyn and come to the Phoenix Suns. And we're going to start with all the scenics out here in the great state that we love, starting with Antelope Canyon. Oh, how beautiful Antelope Canyon. KD, <laughs> KD, I will walk with you through Antelope Canyon as soon as you get here, and we will, we will take a joyride on this bus through Antelope Canyon, and then next we'll go to the Grand Canyon, of course, because you have to go to the Grand Canyon. Look how beautiful that is. I mean, come on. You have to go and see all these spots. Hey, maybe maybe canyons aren't your thing. That's fine. We can go to Emerald Cove, baby. I will ride in a canoe with you with the rest of the PH Next Suns crew, and we'll take gorgeous pictures in Emerald Cove. Uh, but, you know, hey, listen, we all know – that the real thing that really sets Arizona apart from everywhere else are the sunsets. The sunsets are just gorgeous. And as a photographer, KD, you have your pick of the litter where it comes to sunsets. Nobody does sunsets quite like Arizona. Um, And then, hell, Espo even said he would go storm chasing with you in some monsoons. So, hell, let's let's go chase some thunderstorms. KD, Arizona, and the Phoenix Suns, are the place for you. Come home. Just just come home. Okay. It's all just chasing <laughs> waterfalls out here right now. I'm like, look, yeah, me and my bald head, we'll go take some photos of uh of some lightning. I still don't think it's gonna happen, but I like the sales pitch. I will put Espo on a rope and fly him into the sky in order to get Kevin Durant to come here. I don't care. I'll sacrifice him for <laughs> trying the to figure oh out gosh. the logistics. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, is he we'll holding on to the rope? What's happening? <laughs> are we jamming firecrackers somewhere they shouldn't be? What are we doing here? Yikes. I don't know. Um, all I know is if you are kicking back, drinking some Four Peaks beer, and you come up with a really good idea as to why Katie should come to Phoenix, tweet him at Saul, Saul underscore Bookman, because – he is just creating this massive list of all the reasons why KD should become a Phoenix Sun. Oh, just wait till tomorrow. Season. I got a doozy for tomorrow. So can I pitch another thing he can take pictures of? No, Kaminsky COVID shut down. I don't va- want to hear it. All his teammates' vaccines cards. 
Just a reminder, you have to be 21 or older in order to enjoy Four Peaks beer, and we hope that you enjoy responsibly as well. All right, gentlemen, are you ready for some screenshots? Let's do it. For some screenshots presented by Arizona Department of Health Services, COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. All right, we're going to start with the biggest tweet that we got today uh, from Woj. He said, ESPN sources say the Phoenix Suns are hiring NBA's Morgan Cato as the assistant general manager of VP of basketball operations, making her one of the league's highest ranking women in a front office. Now, just a little bit of insight here. She'll become the first woman of color to hold the title of assistant GM. She's going to report to James Jones. She's going to work with Monty Williams on several things. Um, this is this is a really big deal. This is this is huge. But the problem is, is that no matter what the situation is, because it's the Phoenix Suns and because of history and current situations, this is also a tough situation to be in because the conversation has already started around what this hire means. And that's super unfortunate. I completely hate the optics on this because people are already like, Oh, this is a token hire. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason this is happening. And I think that is ridiculous because uh, Morgan has an amazing resume, especially when you look at her last position with the NBA. She'd been there over a decade, and last she was the associate vice president of business operations. I mean, she's a VP at the league level, so she has the experience. She's worked on both the basketball and the business side. I, I like the hire, and to me what this says is she's coming from the league, right? The league knows what's going to come down with the Sarver stuff. My guess is she understands that there's some kind of change coming, and that's why she'd be willing to take a chance on this rather than stay with a league job that, quite frankly, you can stay with for a lifetime at the league. But a, v, a VP of basketball operations and assistant GM job could be two or three years if you wind up having a clean house because things go sideways. You don't take that kind of chance with your career unless you have some assurances that the situation you're going into will be better than what it has sounded like. I mean, while I was out sick, there was that article from Baxter Holmes about a female uh, you know, employee who left because of harassment. I mean, like this to me, you don't step into this situation without knowing that some change is coming if you're if you're Morgan Cato. You know, it's 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 hard for me not to sit here and think, you know, one of the things that I've. Uh, my my whole take on this, based off of really no actual evidence that that is that has come forward that that has been concrete out of these investigations, right? Like we've heard rumors, we've heard murmurs, but we haven't had anything yet that is that has been substantial or not substantial, wrong word, uh, concrete in terms of evidence, like hardcore evidence, like people would like to see to try and get mainly rid of Sarver, right? When it comes to this particular situation, it is hard for me not to look at this situation and feel like. There is going there are going to be a lot of people that are going to lose their jobs and they're going to get fired. Um, but I don't think Robert Sarver is going to be one of them. I think it's going they're going to clean house. The NBA is going to clean house. And I think this might actually might be step one in that process. So I agree with Espo. I feel like this is this is part of uh, of a movement uh, and a changing of the guard um, that is going to assure the NBA that no more. Um, you know, discredit can come from the Suns franchise in terms of how they deal with employees, how they deal deal with people of color, women. Um, and, and so I, I hope, at least that's my hope, is that they're going to clean house completely. Um, and, I, you know, I, I was on the record last week as saying I think that, that Sarver should go as well. Like, I am not going to back away from that. But um, this would, to me, it tells me that everything under Sarver is going to get a complete overhaul um, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, and, and that's what we talked about on the show last week as well, as far as there being a definite need to, you know, it's not just about removing the guy at the top for, you know, Suns fans' selfish reasons and not liking the man. It's about cleaning house. It's about making real foundational change, and that goes a lot farther than just Sarver, no matter what happens to the man at the top. So this is a good hire. Obviously, she has a lot of experience in the league, 
it's good to have a diverse group of voices on the executive level in any organization, especially one that's predominantly black in a league that's predominantly black. So that's awesome. I do understand people's suspicion of the hire, not because of her credentials, but because of everything that's going on with the Suns organization outside of that. I hope that that's not the case of it just being, you know, trying to improve their optics and whatnot. But like Espo said, she's not going to come on and sign on for this type of job with this particular organization if she doesn't know that change of some sort is coming. Now the question is, what type of change are we going to see? How far is it going to extend? Um, and does it include the guy that's at the top of the food chain? And all the rumors that we have heard to this point, just kind of around this whole investigation, is that something should be coming out potentially as early as this week, potentially as early as Wednesday. So we'll all keep an eye out for that, and we'll definitely have a conversation around it if and when it does come out. So just a couple things from the comments. So Det said, it'll be cool one day when hiring a woman of color isn't news but a regular thing. I absolutely agree. It'll, it will be cool one day when that happens. Phoenix also said, well, if you keep pointing it out, it'll never be normalized. Y'all heart's in the right place, but it's so backwards. Like, who cares? I care. As a woman, I care to know when somebody has held the first, is the first woman of color to hold this title. I care. Young girls who are looking up and and fans of this team or sports in general, they care because they want to see that, that their dreams and their goals are achievable. And that's what showing and highlighting these things does. It's I, It may be different. I understand you're, you, I'm assuming you're a man. I don't know for sure, but if you are, it feels different to you because you've never had to be like, can I actually do that? Because everyone who's come before you is the one who does that. So it is important to highlight these milestones and these steps forward within any type of industry. So Yes, we are going to highlight it. The only unfortunate part is that the, the conversation around this hire, because of the Suns and their history and the current situation, makes it hard for a lot of people to just find joy for this woman. Morgan should be highlighted right now. She should be uplifted, and she should be praised for all the hard work that she has put in throughout her life to get to this point. So that's the only thing here. It's it's a huge step forward. It's amazing for her, and we're so proud of her. And congratulations to Morgan. But it sucks that it comes with a butt. Well, it, it, and that's the problem though, right? Is that like, okay, sh she gets hired today. And to Espo's point, if they clean house here in a year or two, or, if, you know, if, if something happens and she's, she's part of that group that gets ushered out the door, uh, then it's like, okay, well now it feels like there was a bit of tokenism. And as a minority, that's the worst thing is like, don't hire me just cause I'm black. Don't hire me just because I'm a woman. Hire me because I'm qualified. And if I get ushered out with this, you know, this horrible executive leadership on the way out, just because they were trying to, you know, curry favor to the NBA, that's the perception that could happen, right? And that's that's what I hope we do avoid. And I hope that this is a change in that direction because it doesn't help any young girls out if the the girl that broke the the glass ceiling comes in and gets ushered out in a year. Like it doesn't help anybody, right? It's 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 something that needs to happen for the right reasons, not just because you're trying to check a box. And on the heels of what happened last week, when this woman basically put out everything, it, talking about how she was being uh, harassed and uh, discriminated against, like I I I, I do kind of question, like is, is this valid? Is this a valid hire? Like I know she's she's qualified as an individual. That's not the question. The question is. Did they do it for the right reasons? Whoever hired her in leadership, did they hire it for the right reasons? Yeah, I think Aura in the chat is right, though. In the end, all that matters is how does she perform at the job? That's what she should be judged on and, and what she's able to do here in Phoenix. And right now she should be celebrated for breaking that glass ceiling. And that should be where it's left at for the time being. Uh, and I get the optics, but in the end, congratulations to her for being the first to do this, uh, you know, congratulations to the Suns for an office. You've got uh, Monty Williams, James Jones, uh, and now Morgan Cato. That's three African-Americans at the top of, uh, of a front office, which rarely happens in this league. So I'm glad to see that as well. So Phoenix, sorry for assuming. All right. Um, moving on to our next AZ Health screenshot. This came from Mavs Film Room on Twitter. They tweeted out that Duncan Robinson said that before game seven between the Mavs and the Suns, 
the Miami players were talking about who would win, and everyone picked Phoenix except P.J. Tucker, who claimed he, quote, gave the game plan to Jared Dudley. Jared Dudley then, quote, tweeted that tweet saying he death expressed himself um, on what we should do. Laughing face emojis. This one hurt. Let me just say this. This one hurt. This pains me to say this, but fuck Jared Dudley and fuck (laughs) PJ Tucker on that. You know, like if that's really how it went down, you you both did me dirty there, boys. And I'm not happy about that. Uh, You know, you got to remember PJ was part of that Bucks team who, who found that, uh, that magic game plan in, in the finals. And I'm sure he did provide JD, who's now a coach with, with the Mavs, some insight on how to play against this team. In the end, I still think it was the Suns that did themselves in, not the Mavs uh, figuring out a way to beat them. But, man, that sucks. Those two guys, uh, as uh, Rick James in the chat says, are, are on my list now. So. <laughs> yeah, I think just, just – go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say that that's, that's a taste of betrayal, and that's part of what we've talked about over the last 10 years or whatever, all these disgruntled players – leaving and you would like to think that like Jared Dudley wasn't among them or that, you know, PJ Tucker, at least they got him to a winning situation when they traded him away, but no players that left during the 2010s here still find ways to shit on the sun. So that's always fun. I've always gone with the, I've always gone with the motive. Like once they're not a son, then F them. Like I don't care about them anymore. Like Steve Nash as a Laker, I absolutely detest absolutely detest and so every son even if deandre ayton leaves the suns stop it stop it i'm calling bs on that right now i'm calling bs on that right now i'm not gonna lie for me it's personal right (laughs) i was close with pj i knew jared really well like like pj on my last day uh did a whole thing that they recorded for the post game show like pj was somebody that that i really respected and liked while i was there that's why it hurts me because I always kind of rooted for him for success, not in the finals last year, but uh, and then to find out that he's uh, you know subversively, subversively going after the Suns, I'm not cool with that. So yeah, why why is he going with opting with Jared Dudley over his guy Book? Like why? Well, that's why? what I was gonna say is that this surprises me that the amount of love he has for Devin, who he always refers to as a little brother, mm-hmm. is not enough to surpass the hate that he has for the organization. Like that, that's what blows my mind. Right. But but maybe, maybe things are just not as they appear. Right. Cause I think you have another tweet or another screenshot that might tell a different story about Booker and his relationship with some people. Huh? I'm just saying. God, here we go. (laughs) Gerald, it's the off season. Yeah. What the hell else am I going to talk about? <laughs> this right is now? my favorite. I can't wait to get to this one. This oh is basically God. the tabloid version of PHNX Sun. So buckle up, y'all. <laughs> there was a tweet from Glads Fernandez on Twitter, and they said, got some inside info from DA's tattoo artist. He's gone, and I can confirm Book and Monty are a huge reason why. Apparently, they got into it pretty bad. He didn't go into specifics, but said Book disrespected him. Monty got involved, and he, quote, wasn't effing with them after that. Oh, that's not what it says, Linz. (laughs) Then you say it. (laughs) Uh, He, quote, wasn't fucking with them, end quote, after that. I love, I love that now random people, like I heard somebody, obviously I was out of it this past week. I was looking at Twitter. Somebody's talking about Gladys has the dirt. And I'm like, who the hell's Gladys? I'm like searching on Twitter. Like what NBA reporters in Gladys? And I find out it's some random that just happened to be near DA's tattoo artist. Like everybody's got a source now. And I love it. This is hilarious to me because we have no clue maybe she does know da's tattoo artist maybe that's exactly what the tattoo artist said maybe it's all true that's the insanity we're in right now is that this entire this entire deandre ayton situation is so batshit crazy that we're we're looking at these tweets going you know what that might be something it might be something (laughs) could you imagine could you imagine if if Twitter was a thing back in like the 90s and that first tweet 
from some rando in Vegas talking about, I swear I just saw Dennis Robin and Carmen Electra at the club, not even fucking around during that game four of the NBA finals. Like you wouldn't have believed it. You're like, no way pictures are, it doesn't, didn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so crazy where we're at right now. And, and some of the things either we can or cannot believe. Listen, I think with the DA and this whole stuff, I think everything's really blown out of proportion or it's just heightened because people can take advantage of the situation right now. And they think that they can really, uh, you know, get some clicks uh, to their, to their account just by putting out stuff. Honestly, I don't know. It's kind of, it's always been a code of mine that if I hear something in the barbershop, like there was plenty of stuff when I was down at the U of A, I would hear, like I heard tons of things, but it's not for me to put out. Like, it's just, it just isn't like, I'm just some rando. Like, what am I going to do? So I just stayed away from it. Hey, I feel like people should too. I've, I've got the inside dirt here. Just breaking now. I was talking with DeAndre Ayton Jr.'s pediatrician. Oh, he said DeAndre Ayton Jr.'s <laughs> first word was Brooklyn. So all I can assume is that means that DeAndre Ayton and his son DeAndre Ayton Jr. are heading in Brooklyn in return for KD and some other pieces. So mark it down. You're hearing it here first. DeAndre Ayton Jr.'s pediatrician told me they're going to the Nets. I hate the offseason so much. (laughs) (laughs) Look, look, I'm not going to speculate on the validity, but, like, the tweets were also deleted. So there's that. And just – I don't know. I I hate this shit, man. I'm so sick of this. DA like, got to her. He's like, take those things down. My tattoo artist shouldn't have told you that. Yeah, I don't know. That's all I got. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> this is a tough one because it, it definitely went very wide among Sun's Twitter. Like, mm. it was all over the place last night. So I get why everyone is kind of questioning, is this true? Is this not true? What's going on behind the scenes? I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't. I am leaning towards, and there's no shade at Gladys, but I just don't want to believe it. Mm. I mean, there would have to be some real, there would have to be some real shit that was said for one argument to last all summer and be like, nope, I'm done. I'm out. It's over. Whatever. Like, come on. Right. I mean, it would have had to been some like, listen, it would have to be some, some deep level stuff. It Mm -hmm. couldn't just be like, you know, F your mama. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it, it, it wasn't like that. I can guarantee it wasn't that because you get over that stuff. It, it would have to be some deep-rooted, hateful type back and forth in order to not only get Book involved, but also money. And have money look at Book like, yeah, fuck that dude. Like, <laughs> it just... It, it just goes way over my head. There's no way I can believe this. Does anybody have a tattoo here? I'm not, I don't have one yet. I Is do. it? Yeah. Okay, so when when you were getting your tattoo, did you have a really long conversation with your tattoo artist where you divulged any information? No. I'd I imagine was... you're probably yeah, you know, it probably stings a little bit. You probably don't want to mess yeah. with uh, talking about anything too serious during yeah, that. Yeah, I was I was I was I was clinching pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. All right. It was painful. Mine went <laughs> that, that bad. That was, that was that sounded really bad, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know, but it is, um, it's hilarious. It's all of this stuff is just getting so crazy. And honestly, like I do enjoy all of the ridiculousness that is on Twitter right now. And even in our comments where people are like, Josh said, my mom's a realtor. And Katie called her the other day and said, like, I need a mansion next to books, books, because he's my guy and I'm coming here next year. Like those things are really funny. So I'm not mad at anybody who's doing that on Twitter. I find it entertaining. It's just, it's just interesting how some of them end up taking off and become real legitimate rumors and others are just like, huh, yeah, that's a good one. I, so. You know what? That's a great idea, John. Listen, John Doe has mistakenly come across something. If DA gets traded, I will say this. If DA gets traded, I will buy a, a round of beer for anybody the next day to come to Four Peaks with me. And we can drink our sorrows away because it probably is not a good thing. Unless it's for KD. Then we're drinking a celebration because we're winning the title next year. That's happening. Well, I think that's go. a hell of an offer. You got to take him up on that. I mean, it's a free beer either way, right? Yep. It is. It is. Clip, clip that, Shane. We need to have that at the ready when this trade happens. So, uh, uh, gonna, I'll clip it and post it to social today. Jan said a lot of people vent to their artists. 
And I do think that is true. If you have a, a tried and true tattoo artist that you go back to time and time again, where you're constantly getting tattoos on a regular basis, you do end up creating a relationship with them. Like it's the same thing as like a barbershop or a hairstylist for whatever reason, when you sit down in that chair, you just start talking about things that you're like, I only see you five times a year. Why are we having such deep, intimate conversations? But there's just something about creative spaces and artists in that kind of nature that brings it out of you. So it, it was a serious question when I asked because I have no clue. Like, I don't know the pain level. I don't know if you're talking through it. So when I asked it, genuine question. I so. mean, do you have you ever known DA to be shy or not talkative? <laughs> like, this is also pretty, true. He's I, a pretty talkative no, that, dude. No, that's fair too. I mean, that's that's fair. <laughs> he's probably told everybody that he comes in contact with. He's getting the mail. The person's next to him at their box. Hey, you want to hear what I have to say about the Phoenix Suns? He probably just shares it with everybody. So, although I will say, if this is true, hello in the comments is absolutely correct. Da getting a new artist, no snitches. I would be so pissed <laughs> if I told my artist or my hairstylist or whomever some scoops and they just told a friend of theirs or their next client i'd be like bro what sold me out to gladys how dare not you cool. not <laughs> gladys cool just out here sharing my business because you couldn't keep your mouth shut <laughs> i like what josh our friend josh hunt in the chat said i had people confess crimes to me when i was a bank teller <laughs> <laughs> like hey i'm robbing you right yeah, now like is that saying. or like <laughs> so bizarre oh man all right well if you guys think this da situation is legitimate you can put your money where your mouth is on the DraftKings sportsbook app because saul pulled some strings and he got odds for da's landing spot for next season and they are live now over at the DraftKings sportsbook app um if you're planning on like if you were reading into any of the hawk stuff from today I think they are a plus 1,000. Yeah, so that. you could get a pretty nice payout from it. But we have yeah, a those are, for it too. Yeah. There. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Suns are still the, well, world's but best case situation, I guess, at a plus 290. Then you've got Detroit Pistons plus 380, Spurs 475, so on and so forth. I think there's like probably. 10 or so different teams that you could put money on as far as landing spot. If you want to take advantage of that, be sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use the promo code PHNX when you sign up. Because if you use that code, you can place a $5 bet on either NHL team to win their game and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup final. You must be 21 or older, Arizona only, new customers only, minimum $5 minimum deposit, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, yeah, don't miss out on that opportunity. Play some bets for sure. Yeah, yeah we I'm also take, have, I'm gonna put some money on him going to the Hawks and then hedge my bet with a little money on him staying with the Suns. I think those are, are two good options there you can go with. Yeah. So says Jay brings up a really good point in the chat, not to take us backwards, but has DA posted pictures of any new inkling? That's something to keep an eye out on. Cause if he, he does not. end up having new tattoos, then maybe, maybe there's either um, adds a little bit more validity to this whole story, but who knows? he's actually just been posting pictures of him and his kid and his mm -hmm. wife mm -hmm. or his girlfriend um, out in like the Bahamas or just being a dad at the arena, like yeah. some wholesome shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I get that right. trade value up. <laughs> we'll see. So we got some summer league updates today. The summer sun schedule has finally been released. We've got two games, one on the 8th, one on the 10th, one on the 12th, and one on the 15th. And uh, we'll post this graphic for any audio listeners because it has local time. So good to keep that in mind as you prepare your summer league schedule. Uh, Gerald, do you have any thoughts on all of this? Uh, yeah, it'll be exciting that we'll be in Vegas for a couple of these. And also, they're all nationally televised games. They're all either going to be on ESPN2 or NBA TV. So you guys will be able to watch them because I know Summer League has been kind of hit or miss lately. But I think they're doing something this year where they televise every single Summer League game. So that'll be exciting. 75 games in total, all of That's them broadcasted. That's wild. Livers ready. <laughs> Vegas. 
<laughs> it's not. Then some but... post game shows with some Four Peaks beer. I'm I'm ready. There Give me go. July. By the way, <laughs> I'm gonna say this now, and this isn't sarcasm. I'm actually I I heard through the grapevine that the Suns have had over 50 players in for draft workouts. Mm-hmm. So 50? to me, and only like eight of them have been reported. To me, that screams we're gonna see at least one draft pick in summer league that they're gonna either trade in whether it be da or whatever to get in the first round or buy a second round pick i think we will have a sun's draft pick on thursday just based on the volume of guys that they've brought through so far well that's exciting because i've definitely heard of like 10 or so players that they've had in for draft picks but upwards of 50 is pretty that's a pretty substantial number so maybe thursday will be very exciting that's like the entire big board (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like every draft pick out there there's yeah, like i think i think there's like 98 guys eligible to be drafted or something like that so that's literally half the guys yeah that's crazy nobody said I, they I were missed... all good draft picks that they brought in i just heard 50 plus guys i don't know which guys they brought in but uh I, I do. laughing in the chat says da for 50 draft picks who says no <laughs> oklahoma city that's who says yeah. no. i i don't I miss the days when they used to do open pre-draft workouts. Like mm-hmm. used to have media there and like the general, like Ryan McDonough was usually pretty good about being there and talking about what he saw for the day and whatnot. Sometimes we get a head coach, I guess in, you know, the last few years, COVID has kind of changed that a little bit, but this year it would have been nice. I, I know they have the cop out of, we don't have a draft pick. So yeah, whatever. Other but. teams are doing their open draft workouts. I think this is more of a James mm-hmm. Jones likes to keep his, uh, Keep his not, plans but, close to the vest. I used again, to love not, those draft workouts. So you'd find out crazy things like Steven Adams admitted to us that he had never had a Reese's peanut butter cup ever in his life from uh, because he wasn't from here. So then I said that that was one of the things he was going to do after he got drafted was enjoy one of those. So, but not know. not every team has open draft workouts though, and so this isn't like no. crazy out of the out of the norm. Like the Clippers don't do it, no. um, other teams don't do it. So it's it's not a lot of a lot of teams are veering away from it. But it's weird that they're doing that because they used to be open most. I can under I could understand it, like you said, because this year specifically, just because they don't have a draft pick, mm-hmm. and and if they do have a pick, unless it's not DA. Um, you won't know until after the draft is over anyway. Right. Well, we do know one additional player who will be playing for the Summer Suns. Uh, mm-hmm. Apologies on if I pronounced the name incorrectly. I tried to look it up. Vrenz Blindberg. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I have the correct accent for that one, but that's <laughs> sort of what I've understood his name to be pronounced as. But he shared on his Instagram that he's going to be playing for the Suns next month. So he's 21 years old. Belgian. He's a forward for the Windy City Bulls of the G League. I did watch part of an interview he did last year before the draft. He called himself a point forward, said he can handle the ball as a creative passer and moves like a guard. So that was very intriguing. Yeah, he's six foot ten, has some uh, good ball handling skills, was eligible, I think, originally for the 2019 draft, but pulled his name out playing over in Europe, put his name in in 2021, didn't get selected. But there is some buzz on this kid having uh, having talent, played only three games with the Windy City Bulls. But look, I think this is a lot of what you're going to see in the Sun Summer, summer League. You're going to see Ife Lumberg, like we've talked about. You're going to see uh, this guy. I think you're going to see a lot of European players that may be the kind of guy that if you catch lightning and bottle could have some kind of impact in a regular season. So I think that's the way the Suns will use a lot of their summer league roster this year. Yeah. If you're, if you're going to take a flyer on a guy in summer league, it might as well be a six foot 10 guy who identifies as a point guard. Just see if there's something there. Um, I'm interested in looking at his shooting numbers because I think a year ago or two, he had really good three point percentages and then he uh, changed teams or changed leagues and his three point percentage plummeted. So It'll be interesting to see in summer league whether that three ball holds up or not. Um, but yeah, I, I happy for this guy. Cool for him that he gets an opportunity to play for the summer suns and we'll see what he's got in the four or five games that the suns play. This is where I fall woefully short of being a content contributor folks. So uh, <laughs> I don't care. I don't know who this guy is. I tried to find some stuff of, uh, about him on the internet. There's not much out there. Meh. That's Look. where that's, that's the best, the best I could do. 
He's my early favorite for a rational summer son that I love for no good reason. I'm just going to, I'm going to tell you that he, he can dribble at six ten and he shoots threes. I have a feeling I'm going to rationally fall in love with this guy. I believe that. Yeah. He fits, he fits the dragon bender, Frank Kaminsky prototype for you, Espo. Yeah. You guys would get so sick of me talking about him and well, we're in Vegas. So. (laughs) Um, Espo's going to try and get an exclusive for us. So keep an eye out for that because I guarantee you he's working already behind the scenes. (laughs) Can't wait for those clicks to roll in, baby. We're going to be big in Belgium. We are. Yes. Hey, Espo, I have a question for you. Uh Uh-oh. Um, yes, did I did you... hear Gerald uh, impersonate me the other day, and he's dead to me for it. Is that the question? Yeah. Okay. I was just going to say, we, we don't have our ad read roulette in the normal capacity that we have it, but we did a fun one the other day, and uh, I was just curious if you if Yeah, you do you want me to do one as Gerald? Yes. Oh, geez, guys. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah, I, I got some stats for you. W- would you guys like those? Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, and my yeah. butters from South Park? That was terrible. <laughs> That's the way I hear you. That was awful. <laughs> oh, and his was good. This his was more accurate. <laughs> I when totally did, hear you as butters did, from South all, Park. When did Lucky when fellas. did Gerald not hit puberty? Number one. Number two. <laughs> why does he sound like such a nerd? Like that's not even his voice is like he's got a little bit more. They call him Ghost for a reason. Oh, it's oh geez, guys. Oh, geez. Voice. Let's go. Is that better? <laughs> I'm high. Uh, I would have started gosh. with Whip. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Cleaning the glass tells me. I, I don't know. I don't got a good Gerald. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, per, we get to think about that one. <laughs> per uh, the advanced stats, OGs has released their first ever limited additional seasonal, seasonal flavor, Pino Culada. It's a perfect pineapple and creamy coconut blend that's just in time for those summer road trips and pool parties. We're road tripping to Summer League, and we're going to have a pool party before Summer League um, with OGs over at Maya Day Club in Scottsdale on June 25th. So be sure to join us out there. A lot of the PHNX crew will be there, so make sure you guys say hi. And if you want to, the delightfully uh, different flavors that OG's Brands has to offer, go to ogsbrands.com, or you can find them on Instagram at OG's Brands. Uh, you can also find their products at your local dispensary, but just remember, you have to be 21 or older to purchase, okay? And, and I'm hoping enjoy. we can suggest. I'm hoping we can suggest some flavors at some point. Well, I want like a... Maple syrup waffle or something. Salt <laughs> oh, didn't like that suggestion at all. Uh, in a gummy form? Yeah, I don't yes. know about that one. What Espo? Like Coca-Cola? Like anything. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. But yeah. waffles and syrup? Like what? <laughs> no. Well, no, I want question. them to here's I want question. them to bake the THC wait, 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 in an actual waffle. Here's a question. <laughs> Uh-huh. So we got a. We're driving to Vegas because I, I just feel like we can save money by driving. <laughs> Although with gas prices, shit, we might just turn around and fly anyway. Um, will YouTube pop an edible as I drive to Vegas? Oh, I would love to film that. Oh boy, <laughs> I would love. I to would film if I was that. driving with you, but you decided to leave me here uh, taking care of the NHL draft lottery, so I'm flying there. So I can't. Oh, Sorry, I did. I did. Do you know how much anxiety that would cause me? Because I've only driven with you once. So I don't know how well I'm going to feel with your driving long distance. You I you strike me as the type of person that just like curls up and just goes to sleep for like the next five hours. I I try, yeah, but I'm the type of person who wants to drive because then I feel like I have a little more control. There it is. Yeah. Uh, you, you like the control. I, I, I can do. tell. Yeah. This, this is definitely obvious. You can fucking drive. I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you have all the control you want. Oh, my God. I'd like you guys to get to Vegas. That'd be nice. Espo, you wanted to talk. You literally admitted on this podcast that you are a terrible driver. Oh, I am. Driver. But I haven't yeah. offered to drive you. Like, we wouldn't accept the offer if exactly. you did. 
<laughs> You're like, no, that's a hard pass. Thank Shane you. is also coming with us. Shane. <laughs> oh, there we go. Leave. He had to leave. He had Sun Devils. Oh man, we've got the intrepid Emma now. Like, <laughs> I had, I had some, I had some good, I had some good uh, zingers for him again. So, oh, based oh, wow. on that oh, hair, Shane. yeah, we'll yep. get him later. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, listen, just a reminder: we talked about a lot of different rumors and things today. When it comes to all of those rumors, we're all having fun here. So, I hope that you guys understand that we're not trying to create outlandish rumors. It's just fun to kind of have a conversation around some of these things. So that's just a quick house cleaning type of a thing, but we'll be back tomorrow at 2 PM and plan to join us for that. And keep in mind too, this Thursday, we're going to have a live draft show. We'll be starting around 4:45 in the afternoon. So make sure you guys come hang out with us. Then we'll have a lot of special guests. We'll have a lot of fun and it'll be all sun centric. So even if the suns don't have a draft pick by Thursday, we will still be talking about how all of these moves and all of the players selected will affect the sun. So it's going to be a good one. So plan to come hang out with us until then you can wait, follow wait. me on Twitter. Gerald, are you going to Javel's celebrity softball game on Wednesday? I'm working on that. They've been, their people have been weird about press credentials and what's going on with that. I'm waiting to hear back from the suns as far as how that's going to work, but the plan is for me to go. Yeah. Are they the ones organizing this? No, I think it's a. I think it's his people, his kind of charity event. So it's not. I don't think it's directly affiliated with the Suns, even though there are going to be a lot of players there. At Chase Field, right? Yeah. All right. Well, Gerald, hopefully you are able to attend that event and chat with some people. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, thank goodness you're back because our end or our sign offs were terrible. <laughs> they were good. What? I don't know. I heard. I heard the one from Friday, and that sucked. So I was on the spot, and my dog was pawing my leg when they put me on the spot. I wasn't ready. Espo's really mad at you, Gerald. I wonder if this is going to last all week. Dead to me, Borgay. Just wait till we're in the same room on Thursday. Oh, no. Uh, so oh, Now you have a lot to live up to, Espo, so don't fuck this up. So remember, everybody, if you know anybody tangentially related to an NBA superstar, ask him what's going on with that person. And maybe you can become a Twitter superstar yourself. Ahoy hoy.